0: Nobody works with their hands anymore. Mm. So the, the trade industry, we need mechanics all day, every day. And that is a great job, Yeah. a great paying job. And there is a huge need and not much of a job pool.
1: And we'll be all right if the Lord be our strength. We'll be all right if the Lord be our strength. We'll be all right. So we're here with Jeff Cook. If Thank you for coming, Jeff. Yes, sir. We're hanging out and we're talking about all things cars, right? Okay, so Jeff. Sterling Automotive. Sterling Automotive. Jeff, you are the, what is your title exactly? Everything? Mm -hmm. Catch all? I do all the things.
0: Yep, sales director is my title. Okay. Pick up some trash here and there, detail some cars. (laughs) Whatever the next
1: thing is to do. Right. But it's not, so like Sterling You and I were talking a little bit before the show actually started. Mm -hmm. So Sterling started as like one dealership, what, 15 years ago? 16 years ago. 16 years ago. And now it's how many?
0: Well, soon to be 15.
1: 15 dealerships. today. Dang. Okay. So, and you're the sales director over all of those. That's correct. So you're responsible for how many people?
0: About 250. Dang. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe almost 300.
1: Are you the complaint department for 250 people?
0: Mm, a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's got to be a, yeah, that's, no, that's an exciting part of your We've got a
0: few layers, thankfully, but yeah, a lot a lot of stuff does still yeah. come to me.
1: And so, and you know, we go to the same church, different locations, yeah. uh, but same church. And you've mm. been there for probably about the same time, same huh? Same time, yeah. About 15, 16 years.
0: I got married. I started at Sterling and Christchurch. That was Acadian Baptist back in the day. Acadian
1: time. Baptist meeting in, uh, what was that, like a uh, one-room?
0: Retail <laughs> Shop Center or <laughs> something.
1: And I remember hearing the story. Somebody told me it was called Acadian Baptist because that was what was on the sign.
0: Yep. That's, that's <laughs> just what was left there. <laughs> All right, guys. This is, we don't have the money to change it. We're so. moving in. This is the name <laughs> of the church. Right next to Quizno. <laughs>
1: Oh well, yeah, knew where to go to lunch after church, so that must have been nice. Yep. So you've been working there for sixteen years mm-hmm. before you got before you got into this role. Yep. You know what? What were you doing beforehand?
0: College student. Okay. Um, I, you know, I had met Rachel, my wife, nineteen years old. Yeah. Uh, and got to meet you know Brandon, her brother, who, who's the pastor of our location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, pastor just, Brandon. Yep. Gr- growing up, going through school, married at twenty two. Um. Nice. My degree was biology. You know, my plan was physical therapy school. Yeah. Um, but we had a lot going on. Rachel had a great job. She had just bought a house. You know, Brandon and Emily had just moved back to town. Uh, we had a house that was four homes over from them. So just getting to know them a lot and yeah, being around and knowing good things were going to become. And I didn't, yeah. you know, just, it was a hard decision to say, you know what, we're going to leave for three years. To go and, to school. Yeah. And
1: yeah. pick
0: up $175,000 of debt as well. <laughs> That so, seems easy. Uh, right. Light and breezy. No problem. So, you know, at the end of 08, you know, Rachel and I kind of looked in Galveston. You know, we, I'd gotten in over there. We were planning on making a, a journey that way. Yeah. And uh, just, uh, you know, about a month before we had to pack up and go, it was like, no, we're going to stay. And at that time, I was selling just three days a week at Sterling. Um, selling cars. So yeah. you were a salesman. Started off as a salesman. Part-time. Part-time. Okay. Yep. And uh let my uh, uncle know, uh, Robert Cook's my uncle. He's a okay. uh, part owner and general manager for Sterling.
1: For all the stores. For all of them. Got it. Okay. And the uh, whole thing.
0: Mhm. Okay. And I was just like, "Hey, I'm in. I I like what I'm doing. I like working for you and you know, let's go."
1: And here we are 16 years mm-hmm. later. So what Whenever, whenever you guys were around that time, whenever you were making those life decisions of where to live, where in there did you, you became a follower of Jesus, like right in there somewhere, all, all didn't you? All that time. All, it was like, it was like a, ha- it was like a slow process. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like a flip that switched necessarily, uh, a switch that flipped. Right. <laughs> uh,
0: no, I mean, it was, it was ongoing conversations. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm thankful that, you know, Rachel was just, hey, you're smart enough, open your Bible. <laughs> like, quit being stupid and just open your Bible. And uh, so started reading the book of John. Okay. And that, re- you know, that really started me on a path that took me away from the Catholic Church mm. and you know, a lot of family drama in between there. So that was yeah. the hardest part was you know, making that jump.
1: Reading was reading the Bible for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's really what started. Yeah. And so I always hear that stereotype, though, of that the Roman Catholic Church most typically don't read the Bible themselves. That's an accurate
0: yeah. statement. I'd say it's pretty accurate. Okay. But, I mean, there's okay. there's a good bit that do. Sure. But o- there's overall, always exceptions. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's not really pushed on as it, it's important. Yeah.
1: It's more like the homilies and the teachings mm-hmm. and the priests. It's just just
0: know. be there and do the sacraments. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I
1: gotcha. So then, so you became a Christian. Decided to stay here, started working at Sterling, Mm -hmm. and then chart that out for me. Like Sterling, obviously you're running the sales for all the locations now, but you were a part-time sales guy at first. Yep. There was some initiative that you had to take on the front end.
0: Yes, there there was a lot
1: of initiative. You said, hey, I want to do this.
0: Yeah, that was the first part of the initiative was, listen, consider me in. Okay. So so I sold from 07 till the end of 08, about a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, And then a couple opportunities came up with different lenders that nobody wanted to care to learn.
1: Lenders, what do you mean?
0: So, you know, in the auto market, there's prime lenders, there's, you know, subprime lenders, you know, on the credit side. you know. Oh, if you're financing a car. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm tracking,
1: I'm tracking, I'm tracking. So
0: there was a a new opportunity with a bank that gave a lot of people opportunities to get financing that we didn't have before. Okay. But it was a whole new program. So and somebody had to learn it. Nobody wanted to learn it. So I was like, <laughs> I'll, I'll learn it. I'll do it." <laughs> and, okay. Uh, yeah. So that, that got me on a path to becoming a sales manager or finance manager, just, just by raising my hand for that one thing.
1: So that, so sales and finance manager, you were both.
0: So I was able to just put all my own deals together on both sides and then finish the deal.
1: Oh uh, man.
0: Okay. Yeah, so that, that really kind of got me started in, in 2009, we had the uh, number three uh, in the nation for you know the credit acceptance deals.
1: Oh dang! Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, so y'all were cooking.
0: That yeah. was was that just Sterling Ford then? So it was Chrysler. Chrysler. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So Sterling Chrysler was the original store. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. okay. So that's, uh, and then so and, and going back to when I started, uh, it was just one store. You know, so in mm-hmm. 7 they acquired Kia and Hyundai. Okay, and so we had one in Opelousas, one in Lafayette, and okay. then. It just kept going to you know the GMC store in Appelousas and then the Ford store in Appaloosa. And now you
1: got that massive Kia store in Lafayette. I yep. mean, that thing's a monster.
0: Yep. And then we just built a new Hyundai store, a new Genesis store. I mm-hmm. got uh, the new
1: Jeep store, the, the, exclusive the, Jeep store.
0: Yep. Renovating the old Chrysler store. And, you got so much going on.
1: Yeah. So as you're, have you always been kind of like the, the disposition of, I'm going to do that? I'm a I'm am I'm gonna take this
0: shot. I'm gonna go for this. Not, Has that not, been you typically? Not not always. No. Um, you know, I I I, I believe I'm a guy that does take initiative. Yeah. It, you know, but it's it's somewhat of a calculated, a little slower pace. Okay. not yeah. just always two feet in and going for something.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. But in this it was uh, you know, just a slow gradual from learning this part of the business now, okay, we're gonna promote you to use core manager. And then You know, something happened at our Kia store. I was 26. Yeah. Figuring I'd be in this role for another three or four years. Yeah. And Robert and Art come to me and it's like, look, we got to take the the store manager out of Chrysler to go to Kia and we'd like you to run it. Okay. I was like, okay. And I'm a 26-year-old kid that doesn't know a whole lot. Hope we're going to figure this out. I got salesmen (laughs) I'm calling Mr. Kenny and Mr. Ellis and and, and I'm the guy running the show.
1: Okay. And so I bet you that was hard to be able to figure that out that dynamic out between you and these guys who've been there for longer than you, or at least were older than you in the industry. How how did you, how did you navigate something like that?
0: Uh, Biggest thing, you know, treated everybody fair. Just just whether you were brand new or, you know, somebody that's 60 years old, you know, everybody had the same opportunity. No partiality. Worked as hard for the new guy as the veteran and, you know, The good thing I'd come up in it, they already knew my character and, and, you know, how how I worked and how I came up in the store and that it wasn't just because I was Robert Cook's nephew that I kept getting promoted.
1: Right. There was results that Mm -hmm. anybody could see, anybody could point to. It's not nepotism. It was very different.
0: No, no. Thankfully, you know, when I took the store over, it was, you know, I don't know, 90 cars, 100 cars between new and used. Okay. And first month, just opening up, talking to every customer, we sold 160 cars. So
1: oh dang yeah so that's almost double close to it so that's an easy metric to point to yep. <laughs> super easy yeah so let's talk about that for a little bit so you obviously have a, a management style that's worked mm-hmm. okay so what is it what is what is the the secret sauce would you say
0: well what what I I teach all our managers you know the hierarchy is take care of your employees first mm. your customers second. The place you work for, Sterling Third, and if all those three line up, then you're, you're good. You're, you're doing a good job. You're
1: going to be okay. Making
0: the check you need to make. You're taking care of your customers.
1: So that's interesting to me because the institution's at the bottom.
0: I well, institution's third, the manager's at the bottom.
1: Oh, okay, okay, I'm <laughs> tracking, I'm tracking. You worry about yourself last. Right. So it's like a self-sacrificial model. Correct. You're putting other people's needs above your own. It's, I mean, that's a very Christian yeah, concept.
0: You're laying yourself down and right. making people's lives better on, the, you know, your employee side and your customer side. And right. The dealership should work out if you're doing it well. And yeah. At the end of it, you're okay.
1: Yeah, and that makes sense, too, because as a manager... You don't interact directly Mm-mm. with the customer. You have employees that are with yep. you, and, and so you want to take care of them first,
0: right? And they're not—they're not, they're not motivated. They're not doing their job well. Then everything breaks down. And you a know,
1: manager is, as a manager, now correct me if I'm wrong here. As a manager, you, part of the large piece of what you do is. Um, like we joked about before, the complaint department for the employees. You know, like yes. you, you, you hear everybody, the scuttlebutt that's going mm-hmm. on. You hear the issues. You, you deal with them. Yep. Yeah.
0: So I, I'll make you laugh with this one. So, you know, 26, 27 years old, new, new to a lot of it. Yeah. Managing a sales staff of 12 people, uh, two finance managers, and we're, the store's doing well and everything's okay and I'm miserable. And my wife's like, what, what is wrong with you? <laughs> You know, like everything looks successful, and you're just like strung out. And because I was trying to make everybody happy, Mm. and I learned that's not my job. It's not possible. I can't make people happy, right? You know, and kind of the mantra that I've I've taken is we give people a chance to flourish. Mm. You know, and it's their Mm. their job to make that opportunity work. But right, good work environment, right? You know, a fair place. Everybody's treated the same. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. know, and Customers, you know, want to come back to that.
1: Right. Do you, in that vein, like whenever you say make people happy, how does your, your, your temptation was to try and make everybody happy all the time. Did you, do you find that that means that you're saying yes to everybody or what, how does that manifest itself?
0: Fixing their personal lives. Okay. Like just just trying to be, you know, the guy that tries to fix everything. Hmm. You yeah. fixing the work environment, you know, hel- helping conflict, this and that. Yeah. Getting involved in service when I didn't have to, you know.
1: Service, meaning like the maintenance department for mm-hmm. the cars. Okay, I'm tracking. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and just trying to make sure everybody was was happy.
1: Everybody. Yeah. So employees, customers, right. everything. Like, <laughs> you're trying to micromanage everybody's lives. Mm-hmm. And that's not. No. You had. Well, now you have 500 employees. Right. Could you imagine doing that right now? You would just like that's not even counting client base. No,
0: nope. <laughs> that's not even an option. <laughs> a long time. Ago.
1: So, what was the what was the course correction that you made in that situation?
0: It, 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 it was really my wife saying, "It's not your job. Mm. Like, you can't. Like, you, you can't. It's, it's just not, not going to happen." Yeah. And uh, she was like, "You just got to rethink. You know, why should people come and work for you? You know, what's the benefits?" Mm you know, what opportunities are you offering them?
1: Yeah, and that's where your your hierarchy system kind of developed out of. Right. You were saying, okay, no, this is what we got to do mm-hmm. in order to kind of make this. Is this like a, is this, I like systems as a person, but is this something that you actually like developed as a system or one day you looked around and you said, oh, this is what we're doing and it works?
0: Well, it, you know, it, it's really thinking through a, a Christ-like servant attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, That's kind of just where it came from was, mm-hmm. you know, what did Christ do, you know? Yeah. And, and not comparing myself to that, but it, it, in a sense, He came to serve, right. to lay His life down, you know. To, and He's the one that can yeah. redeem everybody. Yeah. Uh, but it, it just that it it hit me as I was doing it. Yeah, I got gotcha. that. I was I was working to train employees to make them better. Yeah. You know, and the more I did that, the better the atmosphere was. You know, mm. the happier the. Work environment was the more productive we were. Yeah. And then watching if the staff is performing at a high level, the customer interactions are very good. Right. You know, and, and people, because nobody feels like they're getting ripped off. Right. And people, <laughs> you know, want to come back and want right. to send their friends to you. And, right. You know, four years after I've it over, we were a 200 car store consistently. Yeah. And they, it was just that same of, you know, every day. You know, yeah. Let's take care of our employees. Let's take care of our customers. And
1: well, and that's that has a lot to say about security. And I don't mean necessarily job security, although I'm sure that's a part of it. But it I mean more like emotional security. Mm-hmm. If you have somebody who's walking around in perpetual fear of getting yelled at, losing their job, yeah, having their reputation torn down, they're not going to perform well. No, they can't operate because they're insecure and they're they won't take risks. Mm-hmm. They won't step. Uh, into areas that they can't fully plan before they try to, or or at least predict or Uh, mostly predict the outcome. Living out of fear. Right. And as a result, they're not going to perform well. So if you can create an environment, as best you can, Mm -hmm. where they have that degree of security, they're going to do better. Yep. Yeah. So, And you do that by saying, hey, guys, this is number one. If you do this.
0: As a management team, our goal is To take care of, you you know, you, the 12 or 13 salespeople we have. Like, Mm. we're here for you, what you need, you know. But it's also, you know, another part of that is not being afraid to get your hands dirty as a leader or a manager. Oh, yeah. Like, if they know, you know, hey, we got to go move cars and go sweat today. Mm. And you just, as a boss, y'all go do that.
1: And then you go sit in your air-conditioned air office, right? Text them. You guys are going too slow.
0: Correct. <laughs> Hurry up! We got customers the that showroom. Like, <laughs> That's oh, not going to go well. You, you get up, you go, right? You know, and, and you make it happen. And after a while, if you can't go, mm. they know. Hey, if Jeff had time, he'd be out here too, right? You know. So it's not right. a top-down. You know. Y'all go fix this. Y'all go do that. Mm. You know, it's a, hey, we need to get this done.
1: It's a lot of example. It's a lot of you're out in front for a long time. See, that's one of the things that I've learned as a leader. So, you know, in the church and in the business world for the last however many years it's been, we've seen the same situations. Oh, yeah. If being being a leader, being a, a good one, means that you're doing what everybody else is doing and you're doing what you need to do. For at least a little while, yeah, you know, just to kind of set everybody in the right pace. Okay, we yeah. all gotta—I don't know—we gotta stack chairs for church on Sunday or something. All right, we're all stacking chairs, yep. <laughs> you know, because if you're the guy sitting off to the side and being like, you know, y'all stack those, that's gonna—that's gonna be demoralizing to your team. They're gonna question your authenticity. All those problems are gonna come. Yep. So you have to get in the trenches with them as much as you possibly can. Right. And like you said, initially for, for uh, a season, eventually it's gonna get to the spot where, hey guys, we all agree, we're on the same team now. Yep. And I'm gonna be able to help y'all way more if I go over here right now and not over here. It's true. Yeah. You know, and and then everybody handshakes and you move on from that. But there is there at least that initial season where you're out there all the time with them too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So whenever you so you you're working at Sterling, you're figuring out the management thing. How did you move from management of a location into a position where now you're over multiple? You're like operating as a, the sales director for yeah. the whole thing. Was that one shot or was that something that kind of happened over uh, time it, too?
0: It was one shot, but the crazy thing, you know, I've been sales director six and a half years. So when I took over, it was six locations.
1: Okay. So. And now it's 15. Right. <laughs> right. So you just don't sleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Now, so, so the jump really was uh, I took over... The crisis store in 2010 ish okay and um just did my job well yeah the store you know the numbers moved yeah you know i, I had very little turnover which was a big part of our success too mm. Mm. Um, but because they wanted to be there you right know? right and uh um, because they
1: had already been to the other stores right. not necessarily with you guys yeah, but somewhere else places. they were they, they had worked at the other shops and they said these This seems better. (laughs) I'd rather be here.
0: (laughs) So, you know, we kept growing, you know, built a good team, added some managers there. Yeah. Uh, And then we we had a sales director that was from Baton Rouge and he decided that he was going to go back home. Okay. And um, so, you know, I just from being there, you know, people knowing who I was and, and, you know, knowing that I was one of the leaders and that ran the best door. Yeah. It was a natural fit, a know, natural for, for Art and Robert to, Hey, we need you.
1: It's yours if you want it.
0: Yeah, man. That, that's the funny thing. I, I've never, I've never asked to be promoted. Mm. You know, it's it's just it just was the natural fit of okay, you're up.
1: Yeah. Fine. Okay. You know, and so. that's
0: kind of what I also try to preach to our, you know our managers and our people is like listen, even if you don't think somebody's watching you and you don't think you're going to get any credit for it, just just do it. Like, you do what's right yeah, that's right you know and it gets noticed at some point right you know right. and you know we've grown sterling you know I, I think we've internally promoted 25 26 people now in about five years and it's that's just what you keep preaching is hey listen like, just continue to do the small things yeah, right if you and, just
1: hang out and and yeah. put your head down and do the stuff that needs to be done yep you can have a career here
0: yeah yeah, yeah. and do very well yeah No
1: kidding. That's awesome. So you move into that position. What is it like going from six stores to 15?
0: I'll tell you one funny story before that. (laughs) So, you know, my my predecessor that was in the role, he he did a very good job, and he brought a lot lot of structure that we were missing. Yeah. And uh, so he he spent about three weeks with me as he was leaving, and I was – and I was like, okay, like give, give me your itinerary. Give me an idea of, you know, where do I need to focus on? What do I need to do? And he was just like, I don't know. He was like, you're going to do it different than me. Like, oh, y- you have strength. These people know you, they respect you. Like play to that strength. Mm. And I was like, Okay, I need more direction than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give me a weekly right. schedule. I, <laughs> need, I wanted me, a routine I here. Mean, so, what where's the, the right routine?
1: <laughs> that's right. So. If X means this, then we do this. Where's that button at? <laughs> Correct. You didn't get it. None. But see, that's real leadership, though. <laughs> it is. Like real leadership roles, real top executive leadership, pastoral, whatever you want to call it. There's not a playbook. No, it's not going to work that hard way. Hard. Yeah, like if if there's not, and the guys who want to sell you a methodology for such roles, no, that's dangerous.
0: No, there's some general principles that that apply, and that's but it. Besides that,
1: no, no, it, there's not going to be a one size fits all. Everybody's different. Our culture, just even in Southwest Louisiana, mm-hmm. we are so different culturally than the rest of the country. Yep, and it, we don't notice it because we because we swim it's in it. It's just the air we breathe. Right. We're just like, but the but the laissez les en roulette culture, like the lanyab culture, the stuff that's just in us without us realizing it is pertinent everywhere you go. Like, it's, yep. a, it's a wild difference in the world. And so those principles won't apply successfully into a completely different region, a completely different type no, of people. It's
0: just not how our people operate.
1: Right. So what was one of the hardest lessons you learned whenever you took that role?
0: Well, so the, the tough part about sales directors, you got... You know two guys that are have been successful and you know see it one way, but aren't connected to the people as much, yeah, and you're here on the ground level with them mm. and just to bridge the gap between those two okay it, it has has been, and you know it continues to be. You know, my biggest challenge.
1: So you lean heavily, I bet, then on your general managers or on your sales managers and finance managers and stuff like that at the stores.
0: Yeah. So so our structure kind of is general sales managers run the stores. We, okay. we have sales managers that would kind of be their number two and then use car managers. OK. So I, I I was trying to over the years trying to develop everybody. Yeah. And as we kept growing, it's not it's possible. Just you get so watered down. Right. Right. So, you know, I, I made a transition to just the general sales managers, you know, giving them the training and principles, because and, there's a lot that goes into it besides just selling cars.
1: Right. Dumping into them with the hopes that then they would
0: Correct. turn around and do the same thing. Teach and train the ones coming up behind them. And, right. And, and some have done a really good job of it. Some are okay, and some of it's just not on their radar.
1: Right, right. Well, let's say uh, that we got somebody who's listening to this, and they're trying to, like, 'Cause there's a lot of different pieces about your story, right? So there was the all right, we're gonna roll the dice and stay here and yeah. invest our time here. All right, I'm gonna take the initiative to say, hey, I'm ready to do this if you are. And then from there just being faithful in the everyday is what it sounds like to me. That's, like that's at, it. and that's been just the trajectory over time. And, and this is what we're doing. Yep. And that's that's another important principle that I think should be teased out a little bit for everybody. There's that if you just devote the time, mm-hmm. you will be successful. Yes. I mean, unless you are lazy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, then obviously yeah, no. you won't. You'll get if, fired. If, <laughs> yeah. If you stay
0: and work hard. That's right. But and, and do it well and principled, it's going to work out. That,
1: that's, a, that's, a, that's a biblical principle. Yeah. You know, like, if, you, if what you sow, you will reap. Yep. And so, if
0: you're faithful in the little things... You will be blessed with more.
1: <laughs> like that's just that's simple principles. Yep. but it's I think that we should think through that more. Ooh. And if because I, I know that we were talking about this again before the show started, um, that we've seen lately people jump careers, yeah, two years, three years, six months five years you know we I've had some resumes come across my desk where this guy's got a new gig every eight months yeah. or so you know like he eh, said
0: three jobs this year
1: right, <laughs> you know and so that says a lot to an employer of yeah. well, all right well I I know you're not planning on hanging no, out for a long that, term that's
0: one we normally we'll not just bypass <laughs> that's right you're like get to meet anybody we're
1: putting this off to Ooh. the side but I think it says a lot to our current culture that that's what we see. But one of the practices that we've got to remember is if we can just do the job and do it faithfully, the the pay raise comes, yep. the opportunities come. And the prom- so,
0: sometimes you do it for less yeah. to start. Yeah,
1: <laughs> You know. that's like and
0: every entrepreneur on the planet. Right. We were the,
1: talking to Blake and Daniel a couple of weeks ago, and they're yep. like, yeah, we worked for free for four years. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and look at those guys now. And they're hustling, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that. Never seen two bigger hustlers, <laughs> and They Just they make it work.
1: Right, right. Uh, There's a. I think that's an important thing for us to keep in the front of our minds. If yeah. we can, if you just stay at it, yep. and do what you're supposed to do, if you sow well, you will reap well. It takes it
0: takes time, but you'll well, you know. And over the years, like I've I've had job opportunities, you know, throughout the South, and other mm-hmm. dealerships. And, But it always involved moving. Right. And I don't believe God called us to be anywhere else. You know, Rachel always picks on me like, what if we could go here? (laughs) Uh, We just went to Yellowstone. She was like, Jeff. I mean, For real, right? they actually have we seasons here. <laughs> you know, it's like, not just yeah, summer. till January, winter. though. Oh, that's like, right. We're not made for four feet of snow continuously.
1: <laughs> My wife has always told me that. She was born and bred down here. She has always told me, if we move anywhere that's cold, I'm out. <laughs> She's not down with that. No. But being able to impart that to your people and to like your kids. Yeah. Hey, this is our place. Yep. These are our people. That's this that's, is where we are.
0: That's, that's yeah, no, that's my hope and dream too. My family, you know, our church, yeah. our school, like if we could just commit right. to let's all do something well. Right. You know, all find a lane. Amen. To put some Christian work ethic into whatever you're doing. Like, right. Right. It'd be
1: amazing. That'd be a that'd be game changer for our kids Give imagine what three generations i know great grandkids that's exactly what i was about to say imagine what our great grandkids would look like we'd be
0: like a little town
1: yeah by that point yeah, you with, know? with all kind of cool stuff And
0: <laughs> like now we're just just piecing things together that's right generation one but there's opportunity
1: you know? so all right one of the things that i like to do is say okay so we've got all kinds of people listening to this type of format um but some of them are going to be younger guys that are getting started that are looking for the next thing, the yep. next piece of advice, the next nugget. You know, if you, if you could give a piece of advice to a young, young fella who's trying to make his way, mm-hmm. just getting started, what would it be?
0: Well, I'll say on a practical job market, nobody works with their hands anymore. Mm. So the, the trade industry, we need mechanics all day, every day, and that is a great job. Yeah. A great paying job, and there is a huge need and not much of a job pool.
1: Well, there was, I think we have a guy who goes to church with us. He's a plumber now, Mm -hmm. and he wasn't when he started, and he's making great money. Yep. Just, I mean, he has, you know, he's a plumber, so he's in it every now and then. (laughs) But he's doing very well. Yep. You know, and it's, it's because it's a trade that not many want to do. Correct. That we're losing more it and more a huge of. need. Yeah, yeah. People it are used to. There's always
0: going to be a need. Is there
1: air conditioning? <laughs> are we going to, Are we? am I in the AC while we're working? You know, all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. I see that. So you'd say consider a trade.
0: Yep, right away. Yes. If, if that's your skill set and that's something that you can gravitate to, definitely. Yeah.
1: Anything you know, else? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I mean, you said it earlier. It's just being faithful mm. day after day. Mm. You know, if, if you're a young man, go find a wife. Amen. Right. Have kids early. <laughs> and then baptize them. <laughs> baptize them. <laughs> and, and, and then just every day get up, get to work. Yeah. Do it well. You know, become a professional. Like yeah. Pursue excellence. Yeah. And whatever you do, you'll be successful. And just yeah. stay at it. Yeah. Keep and going. That's the biggest thing is just people, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And it's just a listen. It's all good. Like yeah. all work is good. Yeah, doesn't matter the title. It doesn't matter the work. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're called to do it, like just be faithful in a little bit
1: mm-hmm. you and know. just
0: do it. Yep. go to work. A- and you know, uh, don't and don't even wait for the calling. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just head down, keep going. Right. You know, see where it goes.
1: And remember too, challenges come. Yes. Affliction comes. Difficulties come. All that stuff happens. Yep. No, the point, point of places
0: I leave, so i like, I'm burning it down. Like, <laughs> I'm never going back. I'm, I'm done with this I, place. I'm out. Here's my keys. <laughs> Take it. You know, go, go home. <laughs> right. Go to sleep. <laughs> right. Get a good night rest. Come back. you refresh refreshed. Right. All right. Sorry about that yesterday. We're going to be all right, guys. I'm good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Heads down. Here we go. Nope. But it, like, that's it, so important. Another reason that a Christian worldview matters so much to these people because the Bible makes it clear. Everything that happens to you happens for purpose, and it's a good purpose. Yep. All the difficulties, all the trials, all the... Like God's not going to put you in a story that has no conflict. There's always going to be conflict, and that's because he's the one writing the story, and that conflict has a good purpose behind it. Right. So your hard day at work has a good reason. It pushed you somewhere. It pushed you. Yeah. It refined you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It burned the dross away from you, and you're, you're going to be okay. Yep, don't the problem that we will run into is if we quit every time it gets hard. The getting hard is what makes you do better right. later. That's a good trial. Yep. So well,
0: and the other reason I say kids and family is there's nothing like a a, a right. wife at home with two kids and it's like I got to take care of these people. <laughs> That's why I have a business.
1: That's literally know, it. We had a third what kid. Can we do. <laughs> we had a. My wife had just gone back to work. She told me she was pregnant, and I was like, maybe I don't know what we're gonna. We're do. We're not gonna make it. But we're gonna. We'll figure something out. Nope, gotta know? do something different. I
0: don't know what it is. And look at the blessing it's become. <laughs> like that's the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it's.
1: Uh, yeah. And it's obviously the Lord. He sent an affliction, a trial, a difficulty, you yep. know, a blessing that a bl- is a kid. Even though it was a blessing, right. it's still a stressor. But it's still like, man, I thought we had this figured out. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we said, all right, here we go. Let's see what happens. And the Lord's blessed. It's been very good. You know, It's awesome good. to see. Awesome. Well, Jeff, thank you so much, man. Yeah, man. I'm glad you this got to come fine. hang thank out. You. We'll have to do it again sometime later on, You you know, whenever you, in all your ample free time. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> I've <in.
0: laughs> <laughs> just got a schedule about two weeks, huh? for me and for you. And then we, no,
1: no, no. <laughs> we changed the schedule literally today because of all these other things. Well, thank you for coming. Yeah, this was fun. Thank guys, you. Guys, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you're looking for more of these, you can find them anywhere that you find podcasts, YouTube channel, just search for Uh, what is this podcast called? The Parish Circuit. There it is. I can't even remember what things are called anymore. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time.